in South Africa. Trending in Saudi Arabia. Trending in Bahrain. Very powerful. Thank you very much, uh, Senior Deputy Bishop Nizad. What a mighty time. So, blessed people, the message I wanted to bring today is a very big message. It's a long message. You'll give it on Sunday. We'll start early on Sunday, probably at 6 o'clock sharp or at 5 p.m. But tonight, I want to start by presenting two cripples that we have not presented. And then receive some pastors that have joined us. And so we have here jo- Joanne Juma. This is how crippled she was for about 14 years, if I remember very well. 14 years was crippled in this form. I don't know why it's not sharp, but the others are sharp. Yes, that's exactly. It's now better. So for 14 years, she was crippled, and this is how she was. Hospitals gave up. And, uh, you know, you see that right hand. Cannot even touch down. And so it's amazing. The mother used to carry her. Totally carrying very heavy woman. But carrying her. As you can see, she is not young, so she's a heavy woman already. And then uh, carrying her. And then she was healed at the revival meeting. We caught up with her recently. The bishop went to the mayor. They found her still walking. And she's still walking. That, that right hand remains there as a mark. Okay, there's the way they sing. People have walked. I know how I'm going to do it. What do you think? What do you think? Okay, let's take it. There's a chance now. But, uh, so, uh, very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. And there is another people. It might be that uh, we discovered again. Walked. He used to crawl backwards like that. Emoski Protich was totally crippled. And he used to crawl backwards like this. Like that. Throughout. And then when the Lord raised him, this is how he's walking now. He has even grown. And you see the bishops went in there. You see the deputy bishop, uh, Professor Mbuna herself, is on the ground. And you find Dr. Toromo is also on the ground. The deputy director, rather the director of medical services at Kuru County. And we are told this is an autoimmune disease. This is not your 
cerebral palsy that we that the Lord has been healing. And so, which is also very devastating, cerebral palsy, they are totally crippled. But this is an autoimmune, autoimmune disease, that's why he was also blind, he was losing sight. Now you see, he's no more normal young man given back to his parents. And then the few pastors that have joined us. First of all, I want to receive my son. I want to receive back my son, uh, Reverend Maluma from Canada. Reverend Dr. Maluma from Canada. I welcome you, my son, if you attend in. And I know that I'm going to soon have conversations. We, we are going to have conversations with you because the Messiah is coming. Time is critical. Everybody has to be on board. Everybody has to be given a chance to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. And then in Kitale, we receive very senior members of the clergy of the African Divine Church. And they spoke. I wish we would get a little sound bite of what they say very powerfully on radio. They said right now. They, they spoke by themselves. They spoke and they said right now. Then we were very shocked to see that he is not here. He has arrived. Tremendous healing and the anointing. If you want to know, he mentioned that his child has come from Kijabe. He said he's all right. He was healed. That, 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 I didn't know that. He was from Kijabe.
Sözleri Holly'nin. In the 10 years when he's been pastoring, he has never seen a church like this since he was born. For the 10 years he has been pastoring, he has not seen a church of this nature, a church with this level of anointing, preaching righteousness, holiness, repentance throughout, and he's saying more. Malawi. 
hivyo basi tunawakaribisha katika jina kule Yesu kanisa na ngazi ya juu kabisa kule materanganyi kitale na pia kule Malawi and then senior pastor Harry Bandia Tuyaga in the United States of Kentucky Halafu mchungaji mkuu Harry Bandia Tuyaga kutoka katika Kentucky ma, Marekani Revival Church Lexington Kentucky USA Kanisa lililovuvio kule Lexington Kentucky Marekani And he joined us with a very big church he has actually a huge church which is going to be sealed very powerful church Na analo kanisa lililovuvio is a very large church it's a, it's a two aisles na amejumba pamoja nasi na ana kanisa kubwa kabisa kabisa ambaye hivi hivi karibu We are going to fill this church now. Tunaenda kulijaza hili kanisa sasa. I welcome you my son. Ninakukaribisha mwanangu. In the US. Toka Marekani. From Kentucky. Kutoka Kentucky. Lexington. Lexington. In the mighty name of Jesus. Katika jina kule Yesu. The Lord loves you. Bwana nakupenda. We are one family. Sisi ni familia moja. On one journey going to the kingdom of God. Kwa safari moja kuelekea katika ufalme wa Mungu. And so we thank you so much for joining us. Hivi tunashukuru sana kwa kujiunga pamoja nasi. And then Pastor Michael Fori Amakwa in Ghana. Alafu mchungaji Michael Fori Amakwa kutoka Ghana. Welcome in the mighty name of Jesus. Karibu katika jina kule Yesu. And so it's such a time the family of God is awesome right now. Hivi basi ni wakati mkuu kabisa familia ya Mungu yapendeze sana sasa hivi. Very very powerful. Ya nguvu sana kabisa. And then uh, blessed people tonight. Alafu watu wabarikiwa usiku wa leo. Tonight has been tremendous. You've been going through the revival meeting. Usiku wa leo imekuwa kubwa kabisa mmekuwa kupitia zile mikutano za uvuvio. The revival is so awesome. It's so big right now. Uvuvio ni wakupendeza ni mkubwa sana kabisa sasa hivi. Christ Jesus the Messiah is coming. Kristo Yesu Mesia yuwaja. We don't have much time but I'm reading the book of Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. You can begin from verse 3 it says. Above all. You must understand. That in the last days coffers will come ya kwamba katika siku za mwisho watakuja watu wenye kudhihaki coping and following their own evil desires wakidhihaki na kuzifuata tamaa zao mbaya they will say where is the coming he promised watasema je iko wapi ile ahadi ya kuja kwake aliyeahidi since our ancestors died tangu baba zetu walipokufa everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation kila kitu kinaendelea kama kilivyokuwa tangu mwanzo kuumbwa they deliberately forget that long ago lakini wao kwa makusudi hupuuza ukweli huu ya kwamba hapo mwanzo by god word the heaven came the heavens came into being we are created in other words kwa neno la mungu mbingu zilikuwepo ziliumbwa kwa maneno mengine and the earth was formed out of water nayo dunia ilifanyizwa kutoka ndani ya maji and by water na kwa hayo maji by these waters also the world the world of that time was diluted which means inundation was 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 covered with water was flooded na kwa hayo maji ulimwengu wakati ule ulikarikishwa the world of that time was deluged and destroyed ulimwengu wakati ule ulikarikishwa na kuangamia inundated and flooded ulikarikishwa na kufurika kabisa maji and destroyed na kuangamizwa verse 7 asema by the same word the present heaven and earth are reserved for fire kwa neno hilo hilo mbingu za sasa na dunia sasa zimewekwa akiba kwa ajili ya moto being kept for the day of judgment zikihifadhiwa hadi kwa ajili ya siku ya hukumu and destruction of the ungodly na kuangamizwa kwa watu wasiomchambua wasiomchambua then verse 8 says kisha mstari wa 8 asema 
But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day, again, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slackness, slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish. But everyone to come to repentance. In other words, to come to the knowledge of Christ. blessed people. You can imagine that in the recent past, as such a scripture was read, it really fitted within the notion, the notion that says, look, the world is always moving on the same. It is going on the same. We wake up in the morning. We shower, brush our teeth, we go to work. breakfast, go to And then in the evening we come back. In the evening. Meaning they were saying life was totally reliable, flat line, a straight line. But it's amazing that at this hour, when after the Lord sent us to you, you cannot say the same again. Because they have already called the locusts. I have called the locusts on your screen. The biblical locusts that you saw in Egypt. Except that at this time I have called it to the whole globe. The whole earth. I have called the coronavirus to the earth. And you see how life has changed on the earth. Totally changed. And right now, you hear of a new strain. There's the locusts over there. I call these locusts. Globally. And they were all over all the nations. All the nations. In big swarms. I know you can't put it for you on the screen. Big swarms like rivers. And they are flowing like clouds across different towns. Recently we showed them to you.
His two servants were seated. Then he placed the huge leaf on a huge table that was there. Right there. 
And only now is he able to tell us the narrative. Because he says when he went into that when he dipped, when his situation dipped, got worse. He says he cannot remember what was happening. He was gone. He was being supported by machines. And then he told us that the greater part of that wonder is that the people that died in his eyes actually had 40% of lungs destroyed, some 45%, much less than him. Okay, okay, I have said 40 and 45. Please just listen. And for him, you know that his lungs using HR CT scan, using the high resolution CT scan, his lungs were 96% damage 96 it is very accurate it gave an imaging and calculated 96% of the lungs were destroyed That's why you see the first contact I had with the doctors that were attending him. When they told me the, the, the figures of the lungs, the, the huge figures, over 90%, 96% damage, the first thing I asked them, what can you do? And the doctors told me, I realized they were very, uh, they, they were trembling, they were in a panic. Because I saw so many missed calls on my phone. But when I got back, they gave me that news, but I realized the panic. And so I asked them, what can you do on that stage? Then he said, this one, when it's this extensively damaged, this is what we call a gone case. Just forget it. So, so I, I, I was shocked. I understood. I understood you were talking about death. And then again, another message that came to, to where he was rushed, the ICU. By ambulance. They say 96% damage. Here we are dealing with a monster. And the outcome is usually very poor. So when that text came, I understood what they were talking about. They were talking about death. They were essentially saying that it is not possible for him to come out of this.
lady. When and, they say, and then they say the outcome is usually very poor, very poor. So I understood they were saying that normally they must die. Alafu wakasema kwamba kwa kawaida matokeo yake huwa ni mabaya kabisa. Hivyo basi nikaelewa ya kwamba walikuwa nasema kwamba kwa kawaida lazima wafe. So again again wafe sio madaktari tofauti. Okay so here the outcome is always very poor. I understood that they were saying that he must die. Hivyo basi hapa kwa kawaida matokeo huwa ni mabaya kabisa. Hivyo basi nikaelewa ya kwamba walikuwa nasema ya kwamba lazima afe. With 96% damage here this level normally and uh, the outcome is always very poor. Na asilimia 96% ya mapafu ambayo yameharibiwa kabisa na virusi vya corona hapa wakasemea kwamba hapa lazima afe kwa sababu hapa tunashughulika na hali iliyo mbaya sana zaidi. Okay, sikika mali kama lazima afe. But what I've said is that they say that he will have to go because at this level of extensive damage is not possible to redeem him from death. I understood what they were transmitting to me. Thank you so much. So can we now play the clip and hear what the doctor says? I don't have to repeat for any ten times. Let's hear what the senior doctor said. Let's hear what the courtesy of YouTube. Let's hear what the senior doctor said. If you look at how COVID-19 patients especially those who get severe COVID disease, where does it really bring a problem? Where are people requiring oxygen? Where are people going into ICU? Because it destroys the basic function function of your lungs. That is the alveoli where the gas exchange happens are obliterated. So your lung is supposed to expand and contract, expand, and you breathe in and out. So what COVID does is actually kills your lungs. It destroys your lungs. Your lungs stops expanding and contracting. Your lung becomes hard like rubber. So the, the, the degree of your lung being affected becoming you they live or die. I've seen so many of those CT scans where it progresses progressively from your lower lobes to the entire lung. The minute it affects 95% of your lung, you're not able to breathe because it is 95% is done, is, is as hard as rubber. It can't expand and contract. You're 5% of your lung capacity. There is no medicine that you will give that will change that effect in your lungs. And that is why people are dying. Because your lung is too destroyed. You cannot affect it. It's, it's mechanical. It's not unless you go, if you're talking of your engine having died because the pistons are not moving, you have to open up the engine, remove the pistons, fix new ones, and do what? And so now, are we able to do lung transplant? No, we can't. How many people? So the, that, that's, the, that's the basic principle of it's mechanical. It's mechanical. The wow. effect of COVID on your body becomes mechanical in your lungs, and that is why people are dying. I'll call a woman and hold him accountable for that. No, hold him accountable. Let me say this. If you look at how COVID-19 patients, especially those who get severe COVID diseases, where does it really bring a problem? Where are people requiring oxygen? Where are people going into ICU? Because it destroys the basic function function of your lungs, that is the alveoli where the gas exchange happens, are obliterated. So your lung is supposed to expand and contract, expand, and you breathe in and out. So what COVID does is actually kills your lungs. It destroys your lungs. Your lungs stops expanding and contracting. Your lung becomes hard like rubber. So the, the, the degree of your lung being affected becoming that you live or die. I've seen so many of those CT scans 
where it progresses progressively from your lower lobes to the entire lung. The minute it affects 95% of your lung, you're done. You're not able to breathe because it is 95% is done, is, is as hard as rubber. It can't expand. It affects 95% of your lungs. The moment 95% of your lungs are affected by coronavirus, the senior doctor in former CEO of KMPDU um, Kenya Medical Practitioners and Dentist Union Kenya Medical Practitioners and Dentist Union he says the moment 95% of your lungs have been affected by coronavirus. You must die. There is no medication that can reverse it. There is no surgical procedure unless you have a lung transplant. And yet we know that... Uh, the senior archbishop Litunda was 96% of the lungs destroyed. Then the Lord shows me the new lungs that he placed in him. We really celebrate the Lord for this time. So, blessed people, the scripture on Second Peter chapter 3, verses 3 to verse 9, one could have read it a few years ago and ask, what is different? We go to work normally. Nothing has changed. Why are you saying the Messiah is coming? They would have read it and said, yes, it is true. Nothing changes. Have you seen God intervene in a more direct way to show us the time is over? But I'm glad that this generation, at this time on the earth, nobody can say that again. Everybody now knows that the Messiah is coming. Because of what has happened to the earth and how life has changed totally. And so, blessed people, this morning is revival time. I want to give you back to revival so we may continue with revival tonight. But the message I wanted to give you will have it on Sunday. It's quite an extensive message. You have to begin quite early, maybe five. The Lord bless you. I'm going to lead you to the Lord eventually and then bless you. Right now I begin by blessing all the senior bishops all over this land. And bless all the senior volunteers and the senior pastors in the mighty name of Jesus. They bless all the senior archbishops globally beginning with South Korea and then my own daughter uh, Mama Mireille 
of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the day did Christ rise first after that we who are still alive and our left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with his word. So there is so much in there about the rapture of the church. And if you tie in with John chapter 14 verses 1 to verse 6, and you tie in with 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 50 to 58. Then you understand that this is a very key event, very pivotal. It will tip the scale of this event. And this requires that we prepare very well in holiness. That we may wear the garment of righteousness such that when that moment strikes, then we'll be found ready and never be put to shame. So that's why it's very important at this hour that many people are joining the ministry of the Lord. And some are coming back. I welcome my son Reverend Chemiati of Kaptabet. I also welcome him here tonight. So I welcome my son, Reverend Chamiati of Kaptabet. And so the bishop will go and assist him and establish a church for him. Everybody must be given a chance. I welcome my own daughter, uh, Senior Bishop Maureen Wechuli. All those who have joined us, we may not have presented here today. I welcome my son, Reverend Dr. Maluma, Jack Maluma of Canada and DRC Congo now. He has the branch there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So everybody must be given a chance to prepare for this event. This is a key event. The Bible says nobody knows the day or that hour for that day when you come. And so we keep watch. We need to be ready and prepared all the time by making sure we are wearing the garment of righteousness. And that's why all this I will cover in the message that we have that is coming up the message of the rapture of the church. Already I've touched a scripture that is meant for that message of the rapture. When I touched on John chapter 12, verse 32, that appertains to the rapture of the church. That was the message to come in the rapture. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. That's why it's such a historic time upon the face of the earth. When the Lord is demanding preparedness, he's announcing the coming of the king. So may the Lord bless you. But I want to lead those who want to receive the Lord at this hour. Before we enter into the revival session again, if you want to receive the Lord, repeat after me. Say, Mighty Lord Jesus. I surrender to you tonight and receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I am decided tonight to turn away from sin and return to you my Lord Jesus. I receive you in my heart that you may establish the cross and the blood of Jesus in my heart. That you may sensitize me on this hour of preparation, preparedness. Fill my heart with the Holy Spirit. Mighty Lord Jesus. And establish your word in my heart. Proceeds on my Christianity. Proceeds on my salvation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today I am born again. Amen. Let us go straight to a worship song at the Uhuru Park. But before we do that, they will just take you a little bit on South Korea so we see the meeting, the big meeting that took place there. On their way to Uhuru Park and Central Park and many other places tonight. The big meeting at the Olympic Stadium in South Korea. And also across the nation. In Incheon, Incheon, Busan, Busan, Boryong, Boryong, Dejan, Dejan, Seoul. Seoul. Those meetings are mighty meetings. Only now we look back at the announcements that were being made there. If they are not ready, we can go to Uhuru Park right away first and then we'll handle this. Thank you, the Lord bless you.
Oh, uh-huh. 